right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. I am one of your co-hosts, Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide, DelawareBlack.com, Black media specialist and all-around good guy. Here with my co-host, Mr. David Coker. How you doing, Dave? Hey, sir. How you doing? I'm good. This is Dave Coker. I am a promoter, marketing specialist. Hey, my friend. Hey, my Owner. <laughs> Dave, you, 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 you know I'd be over here multitasking. Just, yeah, just ignore me. Ignore me. And it just purposely likes to mess me up, people. So that's what I'm saying. Um, owner of Dave Mark Inc. and, and Man About Town. Um, and also Mr. Good Guy. So um, I don't know what he's over there doing, people, but, you know, he's you know, he's liable to be doing anything. So yeah, you know, I I was over here getting some of our sound bites ready for the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, whatever you say. Um, but what's going on, man? What's happening, man? Everything good? You know, another another Friday. Um, so I guess this is what the second. Well, no, I guess next we still have next weekend, and then of course the weekend after that is New Year's. So you know, today so the these days are really counting down. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, you know, and it's it's weird because, you know, you, you want to say Christmas is next week, but de- technically Christmas is on in two weeks, right? <laughs> you know, because it's on a Sunday. Oh, uh, right? Sunday, yeah, yeah. So, so about uh, ten days. Yeah, so people love love it when it's like this because it gives them extra shopping time. You know what I mean? So they can, you know, when it when it falls on the weekend, but. Have you done all your shopping or you got shopping to do? Um, so, you know, I, I consider myself a man's man, a.k.a. <laughs> I still got some shopping to do. Hell yeah. 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 I know the feeling. Believe me. Uh, me too, man. Me too. We actually uh, doing Pollyanna's. Oh, man. Excuse me. We're doing Pollyanna's at my job. And, um, we picked for the Pollyanna today, and one of the people was saying, "You know, I ain't bought one gift yet." And then everybody else said, "We ain't either." Because <laughs> <We laughs> everybody's just trying to get their head wrapped around yeah. Christmas. You know, it's Christmas time. You know, so, um, so it's been it's been interesting trying to get ready for the holiday. So, so, so okay. Does your does your Pollyanna person listen to the show? Do you know what you gotta get them? Um, she has listened to the show. Um, <laughs> she wrote a list, and I was like, "Cause the minimum that you can spend is twenty bucks." Mm-hmm. Like, the minimum or the maximum? The, min- the oh, minimum. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This person writes the list down that that I was like. Uh, you know, she, she, you know, the, the, Alex and Ani charm, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and Beth body work stuff and all this. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm like, okay. Um, 
So they're just going to force somebody to spend more than 20 bucks. I can see this already. Right, so, right. So, so, you know, um, but it is what it is. So, um, you know, that's the only thing when you do these, these Pollyanna, Secret Santa type things, you know, you go out and you buy something nice. <laughs> That you get your giving and be something. I know. You'd be upset. <laughs> now, well, let, let me ask you this. So, I know some some people have the version of Pollyanna where they, if when you, when you get your gift, if you don't like it, you can take somebody else's. Oh, that's, um, that's called um, Dirty Santa or yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. We did that. We did that a couple times at my job, but we did that. Um in groups because we are we're split up in the teams and so we did that amongst our team and it was pretty interesting because um i don't think any of us ended up with the original gift that we got <laughs> you know somebody you know everybody ended up swapping you know so right uh, and, and you know i almost feel like that dirty santa thing is worse than like i almost feel like just um just let me keep the gift I got. Cause yeah. Dave, you know how frustrating it is picking out a great gift and then switching it with somebody else only for that last person to take your gift and leave you with like the crappiest gift of everybody. Right. Right. Because I know that that last time we did it, I got originally, it was a, uh, a bread machine. It was like uh, a bread maker. Right. But I ended up with an air fryer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, you know, um, it was it was funny, and I was like, "Okay, all right, how'd that happen?" Okay, so, um, but yeah, it gets pretty. It could get pretty cutthroat too, because if somebody got their eye on something that they really want, you know, they they they're able to get it. They'll they'll go after it. You know, it might have to go through a couple people's hands to get to it. You know, right? But. And, and you know, I think the strategy is the person who goes picks last gets the best. You know, they get the it's choice the of everything. Yeah, that's right. So, so, so but you got to have a certain dynamic and a certain group of people to be able to do that and have fun with it, right? Because you don't want nobody getting mad. So, but. Nah, we didn't do that this year, so we'll see what happens when uh you know, when we get through when we get through with this with this whole thing. But I, I wrote down I wrote down on my paper Maserati. What else did I write? I, I wrote uh you know, 'cause we had to get three guesses, right? Uh-huh. I said a, I said I said a house in the hills. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so you you want you want a toy car or something like yeah, that. Then. Yeah, I know. Somebody give me a little matchbox car or whatever. That's what it happened. So I can see that happening already. So, but anyway, um, have your kids um, told you anything crazy as far as what they want? No, um, very, I won't say reasonable, but very to be as expected. My daughter to be expected, you know, some clothes and some little stuff. My son not to be expected has barely given me anything. So it's like, I keep on saying, okay, like, what do you want? Like, you know, I'm I'm trying not to be there last minute. And I mean, the stuff he wants is so minimal. Now I have to go 
brainstorm and find my own stuff to get him just so he just don't have a gift card and a and a blanket under you know under the tree. So but did, did, is he telling his mother to, a, a bunch of stuff? I mean, I I don't know, but okay. you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I keep on asking him. He's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I can't think of anything. I'm like, okay. All right. I mean, like, I'll save this money. <laughs> but, you know, you better is, hurry up. The kid is involved in, in 15 different sports. I mean, maybe yeah. you can get... You, you, you saw his wrestling video? <laughs> no, oh, I didn't see that. No, no. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, wait, oh, did he win? Did he, he win? He did. He won his first match was uh, yesterday. Was he excited? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He definitely was excited. Okay. He was excited, right. and and I think he almost didn't even believe it. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. you, Dave, you ever had one of them victories where you'd be like, "What just happened?" Did I, did I, <laughs> Why did they I cheer for me? Huh? <laughs> you know, all kind of stuff. Why right. they're like all happy? Yeah, you know, so, did I do yeah. that? Be like Steve Burton. Did I do that? <laughs> exactly. Know, so, yeah. So. So now, do you think this is a sport he's gonna like, or? Um, so I think he's gonna like it. The conflict is um, wrestling and swimming are the same season. Uh-huh. Yeah, now, right, yeah. right now, his school doesn't have middle school swimming; they only have high school swimming, which he's not eligible for till next year. So, you know, so I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, unless he really, really loves wrestling, um, next year this will probably be his first and only year. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, all right. That's cool that he won his first match. That's great. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so we shall see. Yeah, I know. Because, unfortunately, uh, I know we were talking about, you know, he's in the marching band and his school lost the championship last week. Yeah, did we? That was uh, yeah this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, you know, um, I guess even in the bands, I guess they always get they're invested heavily in those games too. You no, know, they're not. Oh, they're not. No, they, you know, I mean, you know, you know how band kids are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they they you. Know, now, Dave, you know them band kids are a different breed of kids. So, <laughs> I, I I will put my son is not heavily invested in. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What does he play? Does he play what? Oh, trombone. Oh, he plays trombone. Okay. Yeah. These kids pick the weirdest instruments, man. <laughs> Why trombone? What made them do that? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, why not go for a tuba? <laughs> you know, if he you know, it, you know. It's funny. Um, nobody in their band plays the tuba. Oh, really? Nope. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, you know, it, you know. Well, it, it, so they're done for the season, right? Yeah, they are. All right. So, all right. So it's good to okay. go. All right. All right. Well, let's see. Well, it is Friday. So, um, I guess um, we're going to figure out what we're going to talk about today. A lot has happened this week, but, you know, uh, I guess we're going to focus in on, well, you tell me. You, 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 This is your show today. Let's see what we're going to talk about today. Okay. So, welcome, everybody. You're listening to News and Trends with Lynn. 
since it's my show <laughs> with um our uh, special guest Dave, yeah, Mr. Coker. Dave Coker. right, Sorry. right. But um, yep. So they jump into it, and this is something I kind of heard. Um, I heard a little bit about this week. It does not involve current events, but basically, they were just talking about um. They were talking about black business owners who um, owned a um, a reputable brand that was well known nationwide and selling their businesses to white people or I'm sorry, selling their businesses to non black people. And there were some black people who felt a certain way. You know, I mean, I think we always have the thing with our businesses, people talking about sellouts. You know, mm-hmm. selling your business to the white man and, you know, whatever that may be. But, um, you know, one perspective I'd like to give to it. And Dave, you, you can give me your thoughts, too. Of course, since you are our special guest for the, the day. <laughs> for the day. For the day. <laughs> yeah, for the day. Yeah. But. So l- let me run a scenario by you. Right. OK. And um, unfortunately, I should have researched these numbers, but I did not. All right. So Bob Johnson. He started BET way back in what, maybe 1980, late 80s or early 90s. And he grew BET to a household name. And come the 2000s, early 2000s, he sold BET to Viacom for um, a big, big chunk of money. And, you know, he kind of retired, left the game, did whatever he did. So a lot of people feel like he sold out when he sold BET, which is black entertainment television to a non-black person or a non-black company. Right. And in fact, well, so Dave, when you found out that BET was not owned by black people, what was your initial thought or, you know, how, how do you think you would have felt at the time? Well, I remember when that whole deal went down and Viacom bought, of BET. A lot of people were upset with Bob Johnson because they they said if he was going to sell the company he should have looked at another um, black-held um, majority you know, if it was going to be a single-person majority um, owner or a company that was, you know, had a black base to it. Um, but, of course, you know, when, when, you're, chasing, when you're chasing the dollar, it's, it's all about the dollar. And I guess Viacom told them that they were going to try to, you know, stay in, me, stay in line with what he had already been doing at that point. And I guess, you know, he said, okay, if you're going to do this, this, and this, okay, well, it looks like these, this is where I should go with this deal. Um, and to be honest with you, since Viacom has had it, they have gone with a more. I think it's even more black programming on that channel than it ever was. To be honest with you, um, and they managed to get a big fish to come and and do a lot of programs for them. And, and so, who who's that big fish? Um, um, Mr. Tyler Perry. Oh, okay. Yeah, keep in mind, Tyler Perry was with OWN, and right. he managed to, they managed to get him to come over to BET to do a lot of the programs 
over at BET. So it's worked out for him. And Viacom doesn't seem to be the type of company that meddles a lot. You know, you don't hear them about them. So it's worked out, uh, you know, unfortunately. So because they, I think they realize if it ain't broke, don't, you right. don't have to fix it, you know, and they just add it to it. So that kind of worked out, even though it's not black owned anymore. Um, okay. And the the reason why I, I, I just say that for reference was, so when I, I just looked it up now, so BET was sold to Viacom in 2001 for $3 billion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's always funny when I hear people say, well, why didn't he sell it to, you know, a black, another black person or a black company? And, you know, what companies out there can buy, you know, have $3 million worth of cash or assets or stock in order to be able to buy BET? You know, so um, the next example I just want to give is um, Jay-Z and Title. And I mean, I can say I'm not a big um, music person like I used to be. But, you know, the the same thing when Jay-Z um, sold Title, you know, there were a, a lot of pe- a lot of naysayers who were also, um, you know, kind of uh, talking about the same thing. I, you know, Jay-Z sold out, blah, blah, blah. So here I saw that Jay-Z sold title for $297 million. And it's almost like, okay, what? And I mean, I'm sure there are some black companies that could potentially buy it. But, you know, the higher, the higher these um, businesses get valued, the, the, the less people out there who are going to be able to, you know, be able to finance that deal. Yeah. Well, look at what, um, Dr. Dre did with his beats. Um, right. That deal that he did with um, the sell beats, um, yeah. and he made over six hundred million dollars for that deal. You know, right. so it, you know, so are we really selling out when we do this? The purpose of starting our company, starting our company um, as especially as a minority, is the purpose of being able to put a product out there that is you know, uh, that is made by a minority, hopefully sold to a moment, sold to minorities and other folks. But, you know, mainly, you know, we usually when we start companies, we are thinking about minorities in the first, you know, as our, as being our clients or customers or whatever the case may be. You go out there, you put the company together. The main objective like any other company is to make money. Right. Right. So, so what, why, why do you feel that black people as a whole feel a certain way when black business owners sell their businesses to non-white, I'm sorry, non-black individuals? Well, I, I guess they have the right to feel some kind of way because it looks like we are not uh doing it for the culture. Right. You know, it looks like we're just being we're on a money grab and that's that's what it is. We're on a money grab. But look, you like I was saying, you put the business together to try to make money. And if you're trying to make money, then 
you have to make you have to look at the avenues that are going to get you the money that you're trying to make. Right. And you put together is, you know, one of the one of the biggest investments is to buy a sports team. Okay. There's several blacks out there right now trying to buy sports team. You know, uh, what you call them? Um, Jay-Z has been trying to do it for years. Byron, Byron Allen is looking at yeah. buying the, the commanders. The commanders yeah. yeah, you know, so, I mean, you know, because when you buy these teams, you have the potential to make so much money, it's unreal. I never forget the Sixers, I mean, not the Sixers, the Eagles. Jeffrey Laurie, who is their current owner, white man, bought the Eagles from another uh, white guy. His name <laughs> is Norman Brayman. <laughs> okay. Norman Brayman was was uh, big in the car game. Uh, he, had a, he had a bunch of automobile dealerships all up and down the East Coast. And when he sold the Eagles to... Jeffrey Lurie. Now he bought the Eagles for like, I think it was like eighty-four million. I don't, I, I don't know if you want to look that up or whatever. I forgot what he bought it for. Uh, I think it was eighty-four. I don't think it was a hundred. Um, let's put uh, no um, Norman Bremen. What? Let's look. Yeah, Norman Bremen. Um, we're actually looking it up. Bought the Eagles for how much? Let's see. Two point seven billion. No, 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 no. That's a net worth. No, no that's different. Yeah, sixty-five million. That, yep. Like I said, it was around sixty. Okay, so all right. Now, take a look at what Jeffrey Laurie bought bought the Eagles for. So he bought eighteen. Okay, so Brayman bought it for sixty five, right? In in eighty five. In eighty five, okay. Then Jeffrey Laurie. No, no, what you got? It's without the A. One hundred eighty four, one hundred eighty five million in nine, ten never, years later. Yeah. Okay, I never forget when they bought the team. They announced how much he paid for it. I said, "Wait, hold on." He overpaid for that team, you know, because look at, you know, Brayman 10 years before that bought it for 65. He pays 185. Okay. Look up how much the Eagles is worth today. 4.9 billion. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. Okay. Now you see why all these black people are trying to buy franchises. I'm I'm mad at them. Look, Magic Johnson. Get in where you fit in. Magic Johnson owns parts, a uh, piece of the Lakers, and he owns, uh, he's a part owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay. Um, what Michael you call Jordan, him? too. Michael Jordan owns, uh, is majority owner of the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. Um, you know, and whether these teams are winning or losing, they, they make money, you know, because you know, the investment, this, the initial investment is all about, being able to purchase the the place um, 
But think about all that they're doing. That's why they go out here and they build these new stadiums. They build it so they're multi-purpose. You know, you can do concerts. You can do all kinds of things there at these stadiums. The Cowboys Stadium is probably that stadium they have down there in Dallas. Mm-hmm. The stadium itself makes so much money. It is unbelievable because of all the different things that they do there. You know, so when you take a black um, company and 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 you you look at okay, I started this company. Let's say you start your company for ten thousand dollars. You start um, working at the company. You start making a little bit of money. Your company starts to get a name. The brand starts to build. All of a sudden, you've been doing this for five five years or so. And then all of a sudden, somebody says to you, hey, I, li- I see what you're doing. And I like what you're doing. Have you ever thought about selling? No. You might not have thought about it. Now, and this person may be somebody who doesn't look like you. <laughs> okay. It's somebody of another flavor. And they say to you, how much did you pay for that company? Or how much did it take you to do to start the company? Now, of course, you may or may not answer that question. Okay. But if that person says, I'm prepared to offer you $50 million right now for your company. What are you going to do? They Delaware black, national black guy. You're selling it all, all, right? I mean, it it might, it might have to go. Might have to go, Leonard. Yes, it it may have to go. May have to. May. Okay. Okay. Um, If I know you, it is gone. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. Because. What's your, what, like I said, the end game is to what? Make money. Yeah. Okay. You and, and, the- and, and not even that, but there comes a point where, you know, we're kind of like, you know, we talk about exit strategy. So sometimes people are getting old, like, like they don't want to do that the rest of their life. So it's like, okay, what are you going to do with it? You, you turn know? it in, you turn $10,000 into $50 million. You can do anything you want with it, right? <laughs> you know, right, I mean? you're right about that. Because now you got 50, you got fifty million dollars to play with. Okay, so whatever you wanted to do in your life, you have it in your palm and your hand to do. You can invest. You can do this. You can do that. You can start something else. You know, and that's where we are. I was telling a story. I told you earlier, um, <clears throat> a story about. When um, Dave Mark Inc. started, and a guy who was my partner at the time, uh, his name is Mark. Mark and I started working with minority businesses, trying to help them out as far as those that were struggling, trying to get them, um, get their business numbers, you know, get their numbers up, you know, trying to help the visibility of the of the places and all of that type of thing. Just now keep in mind, marketing was different back then when this started, because I'm talking about way back in, in the early nineties when we started doing this. And most of it was door to door. Most of it was uh 
word of mouth. Um, we did a lot of flyers, you know, back then, right. You know, that type of thing. And, um, and a lot of talking, it was a lot of talking, you know? So, um, we only wanted to deal with minority customers or clients. And then I, I told you, we had this one particular client that was really, really good. And he listened basically to everything we said. We were able to help him. He's been this dead. He had a, um, he had a couple of, uh, local um, grocery stores and he started out with one. He ended up with like three of them. And, you know, we helped him with the, we helped him with his growth. He, you know, when he went from one to two stores, we helped him with that. And then we helped him with opening that third store. And he, you know, he was always good on paying, you know, whatever we did for him, he paid us, you know, he kind of kept us on like a retainer, you know, that type mm -hmm. of thing. You know? right. So, um, <clears throat> he's probably the only person, and I hate to say this because I know at least one person listens to this show that I've dealt with in the past, but I'm going to say this anyway. Um, he was probably the only person that we never had to ask, um, for our money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He knew he paid and we never had to ask. As a matter of fact, he would, the money was, we, we look in the account, the money was there, you know, before we had to, you know, it sometimes be there early, you know, because he'd already paid the bill. Gotcha. Probably the only person, Leonard, out of all the accounts that we, you know, our accounts that we used to work with on a regular basis. Cause there's many times we had to say, uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, we didn't get your check, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that type of thing, or you didn't make that deposit that you said you were going to make. And we already did all the work, you know, so, um, so this guy, his name was Rick. Rick introduced us to a partner of his who he had been talking to this partner about us and the guy wanted us to do some work. He said, man, you hook up with this guy, you're going to make a lot of money. You know, he's going to keep you busy just like I do. And it'll be a good boom for you guys as far as your business is concerned. Never told us, you know, what he wasn't telling us. <laughs> you know what I mean? He never right. told us what he wasn't telling us. So he said, I just want you to set up a meeting with him or whatever. And, and then you guys can sit down with him and see if you want to work with him. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. I said, if he, if you're recommending them, I'm sure we're not going to have any problems with them, whatever. So I make a phone call. I set up an appointment where I have a, his name is Tom. I remember talking to Tom and, uh, I remember, you know, we set up an appointment. We had a good conversation over the phone and I hung up with him and I called my partner, Mark. And I said, Mark, Tom's, his name is Tom and it sounds white, <laughs> you know, because, I, you know, I said, I said, I think this is a white dude, man. And he started laughing. He, he said, nah, he said, Rick wouldn't do that to us. So I said, I don't know. I think it is. So he, uh, you know, I told him we set up the meeting. We go to this meeting and it is, you know, it's a white guy and he's, you know, he's so happy to meet us and everything. He said, man, I've heard so much about you guys. And I know I've been following your work and everything. 
And he said, man, I'm just hoping that you can do for me what you've done for Rick and so forth. So, um, make a long story short, we hooked up with him and man, it was just like the best thing we could have ever done in our life. I mean, we, this guy kept us busy. He, he paid like Rick, you know, he paid even better to Rick because he would give us <laughs> money up front. You know, you know, right. I mean, just say, this is what, how much do you need? We give him an estimate. Okay. That's what you need here. And he give us the money and just tell us to go ahead and do it. You know, and we're like, man, we get money up front and everything, man. You know, so, um, from him, we must have got like five more contracts from him. All people didn't look like us, but they paid and they took care of us. We felt kind of bad about it. I ain't going to lie, you know, because, you know, this was going against everything that we built our business for. Right. But we were getting paid. We were, we were providing a, we were providing a service and this was getting us out there. Now, do you know, we 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 kind of felt a little bit backlash and like, well, why are y'all working with them? Well, because they're paying us to work for them, right? You know, because that's the bottom line is making the money. You know, and uh, we laughed about that for years, man. Talking about how we sold out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, but but we, you know, you like I said, you still got it on the screen. Jeffrey Laurie paid $185 million for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And it's over $4 billion now. Yeah, that's you crazy. Because everybody talked about when he bought that team, how he overpaid. The average cost for a football team in the NFL was anywhere from 130 to 140 something million dollars at that time. I remember that figure very well. And he paid $185 million for it. Right. And and even with that said, it's kind of like real estate too. Like you can buy real estate and you overpay for it, but depending on how it goes through the years, you know, it can still be a great investment. Well, think about it. There's plenty. Think, okay. We could take Delaware for instance. Okay. Right now we're still dealing with, you know, this, this whole thing with, you know, real estate and housing, you know, purchasing homes and whatever, because people still having a hard time, you know, finding places to live at a reasonable cost or whatever. Think about over the last five to 10 years, how many lots were empty for a very long time. And they're not empty anymore because they didn't put their homes on them and whatever the case may be. Think about somebody. What if you owned a lot? Let's say, Say you had 20 acres of land that was just sitting there. Maybe it was your family that owned the land or whatever you had inherited. Nothing had ever been done to it. But then all of a sudden, you get a knock at the door and say, I understand you own that land over there uh, on such and such a road, right? Well, are, are you planning to do anything with it? Um, no, it's just sitting there at the moment. Well, we want to put some homes on it. Well, what you talking? Then they throw this big number at you. And then all of a sudden, you got a bunch of houses going up on that land. (laughs) You know what I mean? So this is just, you know, you got to be, you got to be smart about things. You got to understand that 
if there's an opportunity to be made, Bob Johnson took a risk. Bob Johnson went out there and, and believe me, people did not like the fact that he sold that company to Viacom. They did not like that. Um, you know, um, when you look at a guy like you and I have talked about Byron Allen a few mm-hmm. times on it. <laughs> one thing you got to admire about him, whether you like him personally or not, because a lot of people, you know, don't particularly like him because of some of the things that he, you know, he stands for or whatever. But he's a very opportunistic person. And, you know, one moment he's talking about, you know, he buys a weather channel. Then the next moment he's buying the black news station, you know, and then right. now he's talking about buying, you know, the commanders, which is in Washington, D.C., <laughs> you know, so he's he's a smart guy, no, you he, know, he definitely. He, he makes some good moves. And, you know, he, you know, his investments, they said he's one of the smartest investors ever because of the things that he's invested in. And he's made money just about from everything that he's done, you know. So, you you know, you can't, you know, you can't be worried about what it looks like. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, real quick, before you end the show, I, I want to go through a quiz with you and, and see how well you do on your Black-owned business knowledge. Uh, Cat- Oh, yeah. No, this is definitely, Dave, I I would not set you up. The category is is piece of cake. Mm -hmm. Black-owned hair brands. Okay. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you have to to tell me black-owned or not black-owned. Okay. You ready? Here we go. African Pride. Black-owned. Dark and Lovely. Not black-owned. Smart perm. Smart perm. Not black on? Africa's best. Black on. Do grow. Black on? African gold. Black on. Blue magic. Not black on. World of curls. You thinking? No, answer. I said not. Not black on. Carol's daughter. That's not black on. Shea moisture. Black on. Let's jam. <laughs> it's funny because I used that for a long time. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> um, that's a good question. That one, I'm not sure. I'm going to say black on. And the last one, main choice. Not black on. All right, so Dave. Every business I named here is non-black owned. Everyone? Every single one. Yep. So the list was specifically a list of non-black owned hair brands. 
Now, some of these did start out as black owned, but okay. not all of them. Okay. Which one started out as black owned? Do you have that in front of you? Um, so let me just go down the list because they have a little more information. So African Pride mm-hmm. was founded by a Cuban American father and son duo. Cuban American? Yes. Okay, that's funny. Africa's Best. Okay. Okay, it doesn't say how it started, but let me go on. Okay, so I do know Carol's daughter that was started by a black woman, and then it was bought by L'Oreal. Let me see. But long story short, everyone researched on the cell because I had to read through that whole list. But, you know, it's so crazy because some of these that are staples in the black community, you know, aren't even black owned anymore. And, you know, we don't always know. But, you know, just kind of go with uh, Viacom. I mean, Viacom buying BET, um, Title being bought and, you know, just a whole bunch of other companies that, you know, sometimes when it's time to sell. And, you know, like you talked about selling for the money, but sometimes people sell because they're just tired of the business or they're getting old or, you know, um, you know, so like I know a lot of business coaches will talk about when you start a business, like what's your exit strategy? Some people just want to grow a business to a certain level and then, you know, get out the game. So, you know, I don't know why a lot of black people expect, you know, we got we got to uh, start it and die with it in order to, you know, maintain the blackness. But so, you know, I just kind of want to bring that topic up tonight. Just something to think well, about. Well, let me, let me add this. Mm-hmm. And, and this made me think of another company that got, that was sold, that was bought by a white company, uh, versus versus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, who, who bought but, it? I forget who yeah, bought it though. Bought it by Timberland and, and Swiss, Swiss Beats. Beats. And they sold to Thriller. And um, and that was and that's a white owned company, and people were really upset about that. By the way, they because they felt that, but but here again, threw some money at them, and you know, because think about it, that started out as just a thing that was supposed to be for fun and right. you know bragging rights, and it turned into something bigger than that, and um, and of course. We always have, you always have those white people looking over your shoulder. <laughs> and, exactly. And the company, look, uh, what, what is it, uh, what they call it, uh, big, uh, big farm is, is, is watching or whatever the case may be. They were paying attention and they said, here we go. And, um, you know, we have to, um, they said, okay. We're watching these people and they're getting big and this is everybody's watching. We got to go in and get that. And that, and they threw money out there that was purposely, um, perfect for them to sell and they sold. I mean, you know, and like I said, the end game is always going to be, let's make this money. Right. Okay. And that's the thing. Let's get this money. And that's what the, that's what these companies do. I mean, 
you know, it's hey, look, if somebody makes an offer to news and trends with Dave and Lynn, look. Zoom. <laughs> you know, look, we can ask them if they'll let us still host it. <laughs> you know, but but no, they they we we out. Yeah, well, well, yeah, uh, it'd probably be, look the, the the next time you hear it, it'd be news spelled N E W S, right, right, <laughs> and T R E N D S. You know, be like, what is that? You know, so, but it, it, you know, that's that's the ultimate thing, and of course, you know, it's all about branding, and if you get your brand strong enough, somebody's always going to be watching, right? Somebody's always going to be watching, and then and that's the thing, I mean. You know, it's just like uh, it was recent that somebody Jeffrey Lurie told the story for, of the Eagles. He said somebody walked up to him, you know, colleague of his walked up to him and said, "Jeff, you interested in selling the Eagles? How much would it cost?" And Jeffrey just kind of laughed. He said, "You got thirty billion dollars, right?" And the guy just said, "You would sell it for thirty billion? He said, "I don't even know." He said. He said, it would take at least that for me to have a conversation. Right. Now, think about that. $185 million. You're talking about the return on that investment after everybody thought he was crazy and overpaid. Exactly. You know, so... um, so this is this is where we are. I mean, I think I think we have to pay attention. We have to stay stay awoke especially these days when it comes to the type of investment and i know the big craze was cryptocurrency you know a year two years ago it was the all the rage you know <laughs> and now um the bottom has fallen out of a lot of you when's the last time you heard somebody say bitcoin i, I have not think about yeah, yeah. Man. I'm not, I mean, no, no, nobody talk about that now. No, nobody's talking about it right now. Bitcoin and Ethereum was uh, was like the top two things, you know, for what back in 2019, right. 2020, definitely 20. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear anything about them now. That's amazing. You know, you got these stadiums. Crypto currency stadiums that have been bought, FTX and all of these things. Um, ain't nobody talking. Ain't nobody talking about those things now. You know. Um, um, you know we we just we we just lost Twitch uh, from the Ellen Show a couple days uh, a couple days ago. I heard a report today that. He lost millions of dollars in as far as uh, the cryptocurrency um, market and NFTs. We won't even talk about NFTs, right. <laughs> you know. You, you imagine somebody that has a bunch of NFTs right now, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with them. Nope. I guess you count them on your taxes as a loss. Yeah. So the 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 fact is. Cold hard cash always wins. Okay. And if you can get that money, that's what you gotta do. You gotta get that money. And these companies that these companies that start out as black that were um I mean, you know, 
we what was that uh call Kanai? <laughs> you remember, mm-hmm. remember remember that and um what was the other black boo 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 baby fat all of those sean people. john sean john um um what was what you call him's company um uh rockefeller um mm-hmm. rockaware the rockaware stuff you know so yeah all those companies are gone now right but they've made money on their way yeah, out they did <laughs> you know so um so that's 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 what it's all about so when you see these companies and they're selling out like that yeah you might have a lot to say about it you might feel bad you know that they did this but don't don't feel too bad for them because i'm sure they ain't feeling too bad for themselves when they're looking at their bank accounts you know just like a, a that versus thing that started out the way it did it they you know it was just a few a few people getting along for bragging rights at first i mean you know getting together and you know they get down do their songs and see you know see who who got the best applause and all that and that turned into something huge right you know so yeah um we got to look at it you know people might say it's selling out but is it really selling out yeah, I don't think so. It's all about getting the paper. Yeah. So not and not not Bitcoin. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so but um here we are. So so folks, if you have your feelings on this, if you have comments that you want to make, if you think that this is uh something that uh can be thought of as a positive or do you think it's a negative when people do stuff, you know, sell companies that they start up? Leonard just got me on that list. You named about what, 10, 15 companies? Yeah, probably about 10 of them. And yeah. I mean, they, they, they had more, but I picked some of the ones that are more recognizable by name. Yeah. And we get just by the name, you know, you would think, okay, this company's black, this company's black, this company. You know, uh, you heard me talk about Let's, Let's Jam. Uh, nobody saw that stuff before. Right. You know, curls and all that came out and all that kind of stuff. Because that's when the market, that's when they really started making money, when they started doing perms and the curls. You know, and all of that stuff changed. So, um, but they say, hey, these black people got some stuff going on over here. They're really making some money with this stuff. Here we go again. The knock at the door, opportunity knocking, and they make and they make that offer. And what do we do? Because we didn't made something. We did took something that we had made probably in our kitchen, some kakaki that we made in our kitchen. Kitchen, even something as as cool as um, and nonchalant as making shea butter, right? Package it. They get they get these people to package it for them. And bam, you know, now it's shiny, it's, it's presentable, and people want it. And that's what happened. And that's why these uh, companies like L'Oreal and all of this started making them, you know, you know, they, they, uh, all of a sudden we got all these uh, perms and all this stuff, right? Now we're dealing with the aftermath of all that stuff because you and I have reported on 
you know, the aftermath, right. you know, people having the chemicals, cancers and all that stuff. So, <clears throat> hey, it is what it is. And it, it's funny that you brought this subject up because I'm really passionate about it because I've seen it. I, you know, like I said, even from a smaller point of view, I saw it, you know, I've seen this kind of stuff happening and then watched it because during the seventies and uh, the late seventies and the early eighties, when that whole booming hair and product stuff started mm-hmm. happening, really fascinating to watch really was people, you know, walking around the curlers and hair, and, you know, everybody got, you know, Everybody getting their Jerry curls and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, people buying the activator and all of that kind of that. And all the, and, you know, these, you know, that stuff was probably developed by black people. Yeah, I'm sure. Madam C.J. Walker. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You didn't know anything about Madam C.J. Walker until around that time when all that, you know, all the different hair care products was being discussed. Um. And her name became a household name. She was the first female millionaire, right? Uh, black, definitely. Yeah, black, that's what they yeah. say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I meant to say, black millionaire. Yeah, so there you go. So, but. All right, folks, you, you done heard it here first. There you go. Yep, that's right. You know, a little different, little different spin on things for us this, uh, this Friday. But, hey, you know, something for you guys to think about, you know. So. And when you, if any of you have your own businesses and, you know, you're listening to this show, look at the potential. If you can make the money, don't worry about what people say about you. Right. Go get that. Yep. That's what you do. All right, Dave, you got any final words? Uh, look both ways before you cross the street. Okay. All right. There it is. <laughs> you know, so. I don't know. Uh, I, you know, they, they, I think we got some weather coming our way, Leonard, you know, so yeah. guys got to be careful. They, they try to get us today with the, with the possibility of sleep. Oh, uh, uh, well, that was yesterday. What am I thinking about? They try to get us with the, uh, possibility of sleep and rain mix. I was like, Oh, here we go. <laughs> you know, so, so just make sure that you guys are. You know, getting yourself prepared as far as the weather is that's coming. So, I don't know. They said, "Oh, I, I saw them in the aunt." You know, they they were talking about projection. There's a possibility as a snowstorm coming around Christmas time. Did you hear about that? Okay, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> okay, I needed to be on a a Sunday night late uh-huh. on a Sunday night. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. So, all right, well, folks. I, 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 that's our show for tonight. Um, we will be talking to you again on Tuesday at eight o'clock. Um, I don't think we, yeah, we don't have a guest schedule for this week, so it'll be me and my partner, and we'll um, we will talk to you then. Okay. next week ladies and gentlemen for another edition of news and trends with your host dave and lynn